Well, welcome, friends, to the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast, where normal, everyday disciples open up the Bible and discuss. We don't claim to be theologians here, but no one ever said you had to be to read and interpret and apply the Word of God to your life. So thanks so much for joining us today, and here's your host. Well, welcome back to the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. Um, I am Steve Durr, and I'm still joined with uh, Lon Klosterman here. Uh, it is February 21st, so um, on Tuesdays, we usually like to hear a little bit of our guest um, Jesus' story, kind of how Jesus has been working in their life, either from the beginning or now. So Lon, can you share with us a little bit about how Jesus has been working in your life? Sure. Um, well, uh, I grew up in the church my my folks had me going to church since I was born, you know, okay. baptized, profession of faith, all the standard things that West Michiganders, I think, yeah. <laughs> years ago have gone through. So I, I think all my life I've, I've known Christ, we've known what salvation is about, but to have Jesus in your heart isn't, and to live it out is an ongoing uh, and it, it, you're continually maturing. And I think some of that maturation comes in steps and steps that are significant in your life that bring you to a point where I need to be closer to God. Yeah. You know, for me, I mean, you think about when you get married yeah. and, you know, we want to be a family resolving or revolving around Christ. We want a Christ-centered home. Then when you have kids, it's like we want, you know, it it reinforces it. And even though I'm probably doing this externally, but it's an internal thing too. You have to live it out. And now we have grandkids, and it's the same thing. Um, It's like we want that for them. Uh, Nance and I talk about that often, you know. That's part of, they're the next generation. We want to make sure or do everything in our power right? By, through prayer and telling them, you know, about God, you know, and what he means for them, what he means to us yeah. and what they will have if they accept him. And they're pretty young yet. But, yeah. but I think for me, every season of life... Um, brings a new um, aspect of thirsting after deepening a relationship. Yeah. Um, and so that's, I guess, there's no one earth-shattering moment yeah. uh, for for me yeah. um, that I can put my finger on. It's just a continual yeah. progression. And uh, so yeah. that's kind of... Well, that's, that's great. And, and uh, I, it was... I don't know, several months ago, um, I think it was Kevin was preaching one time and he talked about some people have, you know, when they're their faith story, they're, mm-hmm. when they came to Christ, for somebody, it's like um, a hot fudge Sunday with all the toppings. It's just, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they struggle with drugs and they're arrested. And they, so there's just so many, and other people just have a plain scoop of vanilla ice cream. Um, mm-hmm. And that's okay uh, because either way, Jesus is, is in your life. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think what's neat about your story um, is 
the role you are playing and have played in your kids and grandkids. And so, um, you know, someday maybe one of your grandkids will be on a podcast like this and they'll say, I remember, yeah, uh, grandpa, I don't know, they call you grandpa Lon, grandpa, Grand- just yeah, Grandpa. 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 I remember Grandpa was, used to talk to us about Jesus, mm-hmm. right? And and so you are feeding into them, which is mm-hmm. then feeding their faith journey, which will then impact others. So mm-hmm. that's cool that you've been intentional about that. Well, it's important. Yeah. 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 And uh, we can try to save the whole world, uh, but we got to start with our family. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you, Lon, for sharing that with us. And um, um, yeah, we, let's jump into today's passage. Um, it is Matthew 8, 5 through 17, so a little bit of a longer one. Um, Lon, would you be willing to read that for us, please? Sure. Verse 5. When Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him asking for help. Lord, he said, my servant lies at home paralyzed and in terrible suffering. Jesus said to him, I will go and heal him. The centurion replied, Lord, I do not deserve to have you come under my roof, but just say the word and my servant will be healed. For I myself am a man under authority with soldiers under me. I tell this one, go, and he goes, and that one, come, and he comes. I say to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard this, he was astonished and said to those following him, I tell you the truth, I have not found anyone in Israel with such great faith. I say to you that many will come from the east and the west and will take their places at the feast with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the subjects of the kingdom will be thrown outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then Jesus said to the centurion, Go, it will be done just as you believed it would. And his servant was healed at that very hour. When Jesus came into Peter's house, he saw Peter's mother-in-law lying in bed with a fever. He touched her hand, and the fever left her, and she got up and began to wait on him. When evening came, many who were demon-possessed were brought to him, and he drove out the spirits with a word and healed all the sick. This was to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet Isaiah. He took up our infirmities and carried our diseases. So, Steve, what does this uh, say to you about Jesus or God? Yeah. Thanks for asking. Um, well, again, we see some of the healing that that goes on, and um, but this was like it was an interesting twist on that because it wasn't a Jewish uh, person coming to him. It wasn't like the leper from yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, this is uh, a Roman soldier, um, <clears throat> someone who, you know, again was kind of more concerned about keeping the peace and and following what Rome had to say. Um, they weren't really interested in this crazy preacher um and if anything they you know when they saw the crowd start to get a little bit you know rambunctious because of what jesus was doing it was their job to to keep keep you know him on you know keep him down whatever uh but uh yet he recognized the power that jesus had and the ability he had and then um so he asked he goes to get help and and jesus was willing to heal not because he was a Jewish person, not because Mm-mm. he was one of the people he was originally sent to, but Jesus said, okay, <clears throat> this is outside of my immediate fo- ministry focus area. Right now mm-hmm. I'm coming for the Jews, um, but I'm going to heal this person as well. Um, and so that just shows me that Jesus 
doesn't really care who we are, where we come from. Um, if we um, go to him, he's going to meet our needs. It's almost like, uh, you know, he's highlighting the fact that the Jews could learn a lesson from this guy. Exactly. You know what? You, you, you're obeying all the rules and you're doing all the right things, but this guy is faith. Yeah. yeah. And he's coming to us in faith. And, and I thought it was interesting because a lot of people, you know, in this time are bringing their loved ones or children, you know, or even themselves, which we would go out of our way. If our child was sick, we would do whatever we could to heal them. And this is a servant to him. Yeah. I mean, it's, which he probably obviously dearly cared for. Yeah. Yeah. But it was a, it wasn't his child. And and so he was risking, I think, a lot. Oh, yeah. In his day to heal a servant. Yeah. Right, just the fact that he is going outside of Rome, if you will. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not seeking a Roman doctor. I mean, and, you know, if Jesus is controversial at all with the Roman government, then he's now, you know, consorting with the enemy, if you will. So you're right. I didn't think about that. Just, mm-hmm. you know, what the risk he's doing, he's taking. So um, what what else did you think about Jesus here? I, kind of on a healing frenzy in this yeah. passage. Yeah. <laughs> it's just... Uh, there's, uh, I, I mean, he was, and I, I'm not sure, you know, there's there's a, just all the healing that's being done. If he's, you know, every every time he heals somebody, they have a significant story to tell. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm wondering, you know, if he's just creating this posse of people yeah. that are just going out and... And spreading the word and saying, you, you, I've met the Savior. Yeah. You don't know what this man can do for yeah. you. Um, well, a- as you say that, I'm, I'm wondering now, yesterday we talked about Jesus not wanting the people to tell. But I wonder if he was doing a little reverse psychology, say, hey, whatever you do, don't go tell anybody. Because whenever <laughs> we're told what not to, we do it anyway. So he's <laughs> oh, yeah. like, all right, go spread yeah. it. Don't, don't spread it. But go spread it. So, yeah. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as you were um, reading that, it's just it's something that kind of hit me for the first time literally as you were reading it, is the, the last verse that says this was, um, so he's healing the sick, driving out demons. It says this was to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet Isaiah. He took up our infirmities and he carried our diseases. And there's so many uh, prophecies in the Old Testament of who the Messiah would be. Yeah. Um, and I think so part of why he's going on this healing spree is to fulfill that prophecy so that people can look and, oh, that's right. Well, Isaiah said mm-hmm. this person, and look, this is what Jesus is doing. Um, you know, and, and I heard once that every single prophecy that was made about the Messiah in the Old Testament, Jesus fulfilled some way or somehow. And, um, and so maybe this is just one of those. So one, he knew. I one knew. more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One other thing that just kind of struck me about Jesus in this story was um, he respected the centurion's desire to not have Jesus come to his house. You know, Jesus said, I'll go to your house. And he said, no way, I don't Mm -hmm. deserve that. I'm not worthy of that. Um, And so Jesus respected that. Now, I think um, Jesus would say that he was worthy um, and he, because he still healed the, the, the servant, but Jesus said, okay, I'm going to stay, take a step back. I'm not going to go. I'm just going to say now, because that's maybe too much for you right now. So Mm -hmm. he meets us where we're at. Um, he heals us 
even if we don't feel worthy. Um, but but Jesus does that anyways. So, mm-hmm. What about people? What what do we learn about from people in this passage? Well, um, God's plan is for all. Yeah. And uh, I, I, <clears throat> I kind of wonder if, if people were judging the centurion or looking okay. at him crossly and saying, mm-hmm. what's this guy doing? Yeah. What's he asking for? He, he doesn't, he shouldn't get this. And, uh, but he does. Yeah. And, uh, and God heals him. So I, I, I maybe am reading too much into it, but I'm kind of thinking the people around him are, are doing a little judging and, you know, that's not for us to do. God's yeah. going to take care of that someday. And, uh, I, yeah, I, I don't know, really, I don't really have anything else. Okay. I'm not sure if you've got anything. Yeah, no, I think it, you hit on exactly something I was, that I picked up on this, because I'm sure there was some judging going on, especially when Jesus says about this, this Gentile, this Roman um, soldier, I tell you the truth, I've not found anyone in Israel with such great faith. So he's talking, right, to, I mean, these Pharisees, these religious leaders, the people who've been studying, mm-hmm. you know, the Torah all their life. And, and Jesus is saying, this guy has more faith than anybody. Um, and that just kind of, and then he goes on to say, um, you know, many people come from the East and the West. They'll take part in um, the feast with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob but the subjects of the kingdom will be thrown outside. And so I think what Jesus is saying is you don't get a free pass just because you are uh, a, Jew, a Jew, just because you no. are, a, you know, a son of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. There will be people outside of the Jewish faith, the Jewish community, whatever, mm-hmm. that will be invited to be part of this, you know, this thing. And there will be some of you who will not be, um, right. you know. And so just because you were born into it, you know, doesn't mean that you get all the privileges, right? Right. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I used to, um, you know, I think about that with um, kind of our government and otherwise. So in a monarchy, you know, Queen Elizabeth just passed away. So mm-hmm. King Charles is now king. When he passes away, then Prince William will be coming. Well, you know, if, if uh, Joe Biden were to die, his son doesn't become president no. right it's kamala harris you know now there was you know there's some ex- examples like the the bushes where mm-hmm. you know but george w hw didn't become president just because the first one was there no um and so just like yeah i think jesus is saying look um don't it's just, just it's not an assumption right yeah you just get to yeah so i d- definitely think there was yeah. some of that that judging going on so mm-hmm. well as we wrap up today lon what was um kind of your takeaway what's a challenge you might have um, with with this passage, maybe to share with our audience. Well, I, I've just got written down here, God wants faithfulness, not ritualism. He wants our hearts, not our performance. You yeah. know, he, he doesn't want us to just say the right things. He wants us to do the right things, to, yeah. to have it in our heart. Um, and I think a heart for God will bring the actions that he wants. Yeah, so yeah, that's, that's good. Yeah, I had something similar to just that... Um, we shouldn't think about where other people are righteous or not righteous, but we should seek to see people through the eyes of Jesus and ask him for that. Mm-hmm. So um, so as you go throughout your day, just be be looking for those who Jesus wants you to connect with um, and don't judge somebody just because where they're from or what they look like. Jesus mm-hmm. didn't. He healed um, the centurion's um, 
servant because that's what Jesus does. So, Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for joining us. We will talk to you again tomorrow. Well, thank you for joining us today for the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. We hope that today's conversation was helpful for you and encourages you in your daily walk with God. If you have any questions or thoughts to share with us, please email us at info at victorypoint.org. We would love to hear from you. Thank you.